This is Chris Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. This Saturday at the Hunterdon Art Museum, visitors are invited to a unique experience that brings together the visual and performing arts. Roxy Ballet Company has teamed up with artist Malcolm Mobutu-Smith, whose exhibition Evermore Nevermore closes this weekend, and have created an exclusive 45-minute showcase that will be presented outdoors on the Toshiko Takaezu Terrace, overlooking the museum's iconic view of the Raritan River. This event is free, but please register to attend. We recently spoke with the Hunterdon Art Museum's Executive Director, Marjorie Frankel Nathanson, Roxy Ballet's Executive Director, Mark Roxy, artist Malcolm Mabutu-Smith, and Roxy Ballet's Director of Education and Outreach, Lise Hummel. Okay, so let's go around the Zoom table and do the introductions. Hello, everyone. I'm Mark Roxy, and I am the Executive Artistic Director of the Roxy Ballet, um, and I am delighted to be with you guys today. Hi, I'm Marjorie Nathanson. I'm the Executive Director of the Hunterdon Art Museum. Hello, everyone. My name is Malcolm Mobutu-Smith, and I am the artist featured in the Hunterdon Art Museum show, Evermore, Nevermore. Happy to be here. My name is Lise Hummel, the Director of Education and Outreach for Roxy Ballet. I also help write grants, and I've been with them since 2014. This is sort of a silly question, but it just popped into my head. Do professional dancers usually like performing outside? <laughs> no, I absolutely don't like dancing outside. You know, being being a b-boy, a former b-boy, and I can still throw down, you know, for any <laughs> questioning whether or not I can or not, you know, just call me out and, and you know, I can show you. But, you know, I grew up dancing on concrete. I, I grew up dancing, you know, on cardboard and spinning and spinning on my head. And, you know, so for me, it, I don't really get why it's a problem, but it's a problem for, for classically trained dancers for a variety of reasons. And so we kind of try to work within the, the um, parameters of what's workable. And um, so we've created a show that um, allows us to do it outside and um, also uh, kind of um, pay tribute, if you will, to uh, Malcolm's uh, incredible uh, exhibit. Okay, so this Saturday sounds like a really fun experience out on the Toshiko Takaezu Terrace at the Hunterdon Art Museum. Marjorie, let's start with you. How did this event come together? Well, it actually came from the Roxy Ballet. Um, they approached us. Um, a while ago and asked if we would be interested in collaborating and we were thrilled um, and we talked for a little bit um, we showed them a list of upcoming exhibitions uh, they looked at it and they came back to us and said that they would love to do something based on Malcolm's show so we're so delighted to be working with them so Mark where did the idea for this event and collaboration come from when I uh, met Marjorie um, at the museum. Uh, I walked the museum and I looked at a variety of the different um, exhibits that were taking place at, the, at that time. And there was uh, some of Malcolm's work there. And I said, oh, what's that? And Marjorie began to tell me a little bit about Malcolm's work. And I said, oh man, I would really love to meet him and I would be 
really excited about exploring his work and um, playing in the field of his work. And so that inspired me to go back and think about what pieces we might be, be able to bring to the museum to um, really honor his exhibit, which is a fantastic exhibit and really, really um, uh, very uh, thought provoking is what I would say. And I hope that the people that get to see it will see that as well. So I picked some selections that I thought would speak um, and pair well with the exhibit that would be able to open a dialogue uh, for what's possible really, for what's possible. As a dancer, as a choreographer, how do you integrate an exhibition of visual art into a dance performance? Looking at Malcolm's work is very inspiring. Um, what I learned, what I learned, and what I discovered about Malcolm through his his own um, uh, <clears throat> discussion about his work and about his upbringing and how he came to be who he is today, um, I learned that there were a lot of things about Malcolm that were very similar to me, uh, and I could really identify. Um, in his work and in what inspires him and what moves him, including his, you know, the, the genre that we grew up, you know, we both share the same genres, same music, um, same anthems, uh, same superheroes. Um, and, and a lot of those figures and, and characters are really, really um, important to his work and important to the, the, the narrative and the discussion that he's trying to have with people. And I feel that what I do is, is very, very similar to that. So I thought, man, if I, if I could just spend a little time in his work, um, exploring his work and just tiptoeing into it, that maybe something really, really amazing could, could happen. And I think that we're on the precipice of some things uh, really happening in the future between Malcolm and, and my, myself. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answers the question pointedly, but you know, that's my answer. <laughs> Malcolm, could you tell us about your exhibition, Evermore, Nevermore? Well, uh, this is really a, an, an ongoing response that I've had as an artist dealing with the tensions and uh, anxieties brought about by all the racial uprisings and uh, exposure of the sort of insidious place that the American landscape is for people of color. And uh, it was probably the first time in my life about 10 years ago that I felt the need to directly approach this subject matter through my uh, artwork. And so I began this uh, sort of work of sculpture that dealt with racial stereotypes uh, quite directly to say these things that we think are dead and buried are still very, very much alive and active in our in the cultural space of our country. And I needed to put them out there face to face with people to say, hey, these are still uglinesses that we are reckoning with that I still uh, a dread sometimes even walking from my front door to my mailbox because of the location I live in in southern Indiana. Um, and that uh, I don't want to feel that way anymore. And I need to get those ideas out there. Um, so that's, that's essentially what they are. And they're, they're sculptures that play around with tropes of ceramics. They play around with tropes of modern art. And they uh, directly re, uh, redeploy 
images of some hateful and questionable images of, of race and stereotypes. Some quasi-positive, but most of them have a kind of ugly underbelly. Can you give us a little background about yourself? I do lots of different kinds of work. I have uh, three or four different series that I work on, but mostly I make abstract vessel forms. And these pieces fall right into that uh, aesthetic, only they have a little bit more graphic uh, directness on, on certain parts of their surfaces that get to the point. But um, I'm originally from Michigan, but I've lived in lots of different places. And I grew up uh, in junior high and high school in the Philadelphia area, where I was first introduced and played around in the, in the realms as, as Mark was intoning of, of hip hop and graffiti and breakdancing. And technically, I've been beatboxing longer than I've been making pots, which I've been making pots for 35, 40 years. Um, and so I feel a, a complete, absolute umbilical and tether to Mark through that. And I, you know, I, I was describing the miracle of finding out that Mark had approached Marjorie in the museum to want to do this um, performance based on the, the, him being able to read my work as being part of uh, a culture that also birthed him. And in, in recounting these tales, I would get choked up and emotional telling my colleagues here at Indiana University about how this full circle um, magic of like my work being birthed out of my passion for and practice as a graffiti writer, my passion as a break dancer, my passion as a beatboxer, and that it was legible to one of my peers. Uh, is nothing short of amazing to me, and it still is knocking me out. So I want everyone to be able to know that those codes, those visual aesthetics, the jazz and improvisation that is the magic of breakdancing and rapping and uh, everything else is what I'm trying to build into the work. Lise, I want to make sure we hear from you. What can the audience expect to see this Saturday evening at the museum? A wonderful, diverse production um, events dancers from all over the world. Um, and just Mark's vision of, of all the productions we do is, is so poignant. Um, it's original, it's entertaining. Um, just all of his work is always rooted in authenticity. And um, that's just really kind of what has always drawn me to the company is that they're very authentic, they're very down to earth, they're very real, and they really care about diversity, they care about working with underprivileged, they care about people with disabilities, like they really kind of get the art form and, and what it should be doing to help people. Malcolm, this is the last weekend of your exhibition. This event is also a closing reception for your show. What do you hope people take away from Evermore Nevermore? Well, I hope it catches them up uh, and makes them sort of take a double take on the kinds of things that they accept being said in popular culture around them, uh, that they listen better and uh, continue to react and show compassion to everyone around them. Um, I don't think that there's a particular single lesson or narrative that comes through in the, in the group of works that I showed, but hopefully the the totality of their visual presence is inspiring enough that they catch their breath. Uh, and, you know, one side might be something that lures them in and another side hits them in the gut a little bit. And hopefully that resonates with them for a while and uh, 
perhaps they're changed, but I just hope that they um, are challenged and, and ask a few questions of themselves. And Marjorie, what else do we need to know about this Saturday's event? Well, it starts at 6.30. It's on the Hunter Art Museum's Toshiko Takeizu Terrace. It's free. Uh, and so um, it's open to the public and we hope you come and, and uh, enjoy the evening. And Lise? I think it's incredible. It's wonderful. We have we have such an array of dancers and, and the work that they're going to be doing is going to be hopefully just as inspiring as Malcolm's work. And I think they'll tie together really well. And it'll be nice to hear from Malcolm and from Mark in person. Okay. Thank you all so much for doing the podcast. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank okay. you. This collaborative event between Roxy Ballet Company and Malcolm Mabutu-Smith kicks off at 6.30 p.m. this Saturday at the Hunterdon Art Museum in Clinton, New Jersey. This outdoor performance is free to all, but please register in advance at the museum's website, which is huntertonartmuseum.org slash events. If you like this episode, be sure to review, subscribe, and tell your friends. A transcript of this podcast, links relevant to the story, and more about the arts in New Jersey can be found at jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is presented by Art Pride New Jersey, advancing a state of creativity since 1986. This show is created in partnership with the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, with additional support from the National Endowment for the Arts. This episode was hosted and produced by Chris Benincasa. Executive producers are Jim Atkinson and C. Stroud. I'm Chris Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.